Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Welcome to Lucas Baseball Season 3, Episode 32. Brought to you by DrRoto.com, your home for everything fantasy sports, DFS, and sports betting. We have an early bird sign-up special right now. You can use promo code RADIO for a nice discount on any of our premium packages. I'm Lou Landers, joined by my co-host, Lucas Beery. On today's episode, we're going to preview tonight's MLB DFS slate. And for more in-depth look, you can check out our daily DFS article and cheat sheet over at drrodo.com. Speaking of that article and cheat sheet, Lucas, you're the one writing that article and cheat sheet for tonight's slate. You're currently writing three a week. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media and find all your DFS content. Yeah, good to good to start our show off this morning here on Saturday in advance of the article getting posted tonight. Feel free to find me at LucasBeery33 on Twitter. I'm tweeting out tons of links to Dr. Roto articles. We are in full force right now for NFL draft season. There's still tons of time uh, to join all sorts of leagues over on NFC or FFPC, wherever you wish. Feel free to check out what our great writers are doing there, and you can feel free to see my MLB DFS cheat sheets and articles. I'll I'll post some of those links over there as well on my Twitter at LucasBeery33. So let's dive into this slate and let's get it going. Yes, sir. From Valdez, starting pitcher for the Astros, $10,200. One of the two safer plays at pitcher on this slate. Carrying a big-time upside based on the skill set and the matchup. He's been very steady in 16 games this year. 294 ERA, 1.27 whip. Whip a bit high. I'd like to see a few more strikeouts as well. Currently sitting at just under 9K per 9 for the season. That could certainly climb today against Texas, though. They're averaging 9 strikeouts per game over their past three. Valdez faced them earlier this season. Held them hitless over six innings. Picked up the win. Fromber Valdez probably going to be one of the highly owned pitchers on this slate. Maybe not as high as the next guy, but we'll get to him in just a few moments, of course. Valdez is an automatic play here on your DraftKings lineup, as well as in FanDuel, going up against a very, very watered-down Texas Rangers team. Texas only walks 4% of the time, only 4% over the past 30 days. Just not a good team. They don't have that much power. They only strike out about 21% of the time, so that's not as high as some other teams that are north of 25-plus percent, but you can't argue anything about this matchup. An automatic must in cash games and certainly recommended to rack up the raw point totals in GPP lineups too. Lance Lynn, Lucas, 9,600 tonight. Probably in the AL Cy Young conversation right now. That's really how good his season has been. Very exceptional at home this season too. 2.14 2.14 ERA, 186 batting average against 0.96 whip, 92 strikeouts and 80 innings, six of his 10 wins coming at home as well. Taking on this Cubs team tonight, they're just not very good offensively. And a team that Lynn actually dominated the one time he faced them this season, striking out eight over six innings, allowed just one earned run. If I had to go with one of these two higher priced pitchers tonight, I'd probably go Lynn because I'd like to save the $600 and I think his upside just as good, if not better. But frankly, I think it's very possible to have a very good lineup tonight with both Lynn and Valdez in it. 
In your cash games, that is highly recommended to have the AL Cy Young candidate Lance Lynn there. Chicago actually strikes out 30% of the time over the past 30 days, far higher than Texas, even though Texas doesn't have that much potency. I know any team can go off at any moment's notice, but based on what we've seen here over the past 30 days, I do use that mark because the team's rosters are so different with the all-star break coming through. But Lynn, a a very solid, very great, actually, strikeout pitcher, excuse me, going up against a 30% strikeout team in the Chicago Cubs is an automatic must. I think that you can definitely use both Valdez and Lynn in your GPP lineups. You're just going to want to have at least two pivots, not just one pivot to to differentiate a little bit, but you're going to want at least two pivots to differentiate and get a little different with your stacks if you use both of these excellent elite pitchers. And sometimes that's the right play. I mean, last night's slate with Cole and Nola, I mean, you could have used both of them and had a very nice night. And Nola didn't even exceed value. I think he had about 20 points or so, uh, but he was steady and he was solid. And sometimes a slate will dictate that that's the way you should go. And I think that's exactly what we have on tonight's slate. With tonight's slate, I'm just going to be entirely honest, air some of my thoughts out here. It is a nine-game slate. Uh, We've got a handful of premium pitchers and we had discussed pre-show there are there are some slim pickings uh, below, but that's actually an interesting opportunity because there could be an abundant amount of stacks if you're willing uh, to kind of go that route. We've got a Baltimore game. I kind of call that Coors East, Uh, but uh, either way. With with such a condensed pitching pool, I think it's a great night to play cash lineup so that you can lock in Lynn and Valdez and then just find a few small pivots uh, on your position player side for your cash games. And you can certainly rack up some serious money that way if those pivots hit a home run or possibly score double digits and the rest of your other lineup uh, spots can do pretty decently as well in your cash team. Good stuff, my man. Excited to hear your article tonight or read your article tonight, I should say. Although it would be cool to have the article on like audiobook or something for people who don't like to read. Um, Only if you narrated it. Only if you narrated it. Oh, okay, man. Well, maybe we can strike a deal together. We'll see. But let's go over (laughs) to the stacks. Chicago White Sox versus Alec Mills. What do you have for me? Yeah, this is one of the better offenses in the league uh, facing against a very heavy pitch to contact pitcher at home. I mean, there's there's just nothing not to like there. Um, you're going to want to go ahead and prioritize, in my opinion, the elite power bats of Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson, as well as you can mix it up in the outfield with either Eloy or Robert. You can feel free to choose to do five White Sox or four White Sox on your on your fan duels. I think this is the clear cut spot. You're going to want to use it for cash. You're going to want to use it uh, in GPP. If you're, if you're wanting to get a little different, you can feel free to fade it. Uh, but there is a lot of eruption potential against the heavy pitch to contact Alec Mills, who's not particularly a great pitcher. No, he's definitely not. And White Sox scored, what, 17 runs last night? I think a lot of people might say they're due to have an off night after such a big performance. I kind of beg to differ, though. I mean, last night was one of, if not the first time all year, their optimal lineup was actually in and healthy altogether with Robert Eloy and Grandal. Uh, one through nine, the lineup, incredibly potent. And you mentioned Alec Mills. He does not miss many bats. He pitches to contact. And doing that against a lineup this good spells disaster with a capital D. 
He's also been really bad away from Wrigley Field this season, and he's allowed nine earned runs in his past two starts. I think the White Sox are probably fairly chalky, but also the right way to go tonight. They're certainly a must-have in your cash game lineups, as well as this next stack that we'll be talking about. Well, let's get to that stack. Houston Astros versus Colby Allard. Astros, one of the best lineups in all of baseball. They like to face lefties as well, and they're taking on a pitcher tonight who, although has been better as of late, overall his past 10 games have not been good, and he's been shelled by the Houston Astros this season, facing them three times. One as a starter has allowed seven earned runs in seven innings. This matchup might be one that sets him back on a downward spiral after a few good starts he's put together. I actually, uh, I do have the Astros a bit higher, just a touch higher in my stacks for tonight. Looking at Allard, I mean, the gasoline is dumped all over this guy and somebody's just ready to light the torch. He's allowing 43% fly balls. He's only getting around, you know, 20% ground balls. That's not enough. He's averaging two home runs per nine facing against one of the best teams in the league. Um, this could be eruption city. If the, uh, if the Astros can get to him early and just feast on that putrid bullpen all night, you're going to look for home runs out of guys such as Carlos Correa and potentially Jose Altuve, the right-handed middle infielders with serious power. Serious power. Uh, both the Astros and White Sox have serious power. Um, if I'm leaning one way, it will probably be the White Sox. Um, I think their pricing is a little better. There's certain guys who you can get relatively cheap in the stack. Um, and with Houston, all mm-hmm. their guys seem to be overpriced most nights. So if I wanted to go Lynn and Valdez in the same lineup, I'd probably lean towards the White Sox. But if I wanted to get a little, um, you know, funky with it, uh, I might do, um, I might go with the Astros at one of those aces and then a lower price pitcher. Yeah, both of these spots are, are very good. Um, thankfully, too, though, that there are kind of quite a few other spots, too. We mentioned that the pitching on tonight's slate is, is pretty limited. So with that being said, <laughs> there will likely be runs scored. So uh, there will be a few other spots, but I firmly agree these are the two best spots to start off with in your cash games and single-entry GPPs. Well, then let's head over to those value plays so you can pay up for some of the bats and these pitchers. We'll start with Anthony Santander. You know that's my favorite name in Major League Baseball. He's an outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles. He's $3,200 tonight. And he is a much better hitter when in Baltimore. Average is 40 points higher. 11 of the 14 homers have come at home this season. And he's in a nice stretch over the past six games. Three multi-hit efforts, four homers, eight runs, six RBIs facing the race tonight. Could be Luis Patino, who has a 6.92 ERA on the road this season compared to a very impressive 2-1-0 at home. But I've also seen that it could be Michael Walker tonight instead of Patino. Either way, the matchup just as good over the past 10 games. Walker, 317 batting average against ERA, 6.51. So Santander might, might be a nice play. And you know what? Baltimore Orioles might be an interesting GPP stack, depending on uh, how you feel about that, because both pitchers, whoever it might be, just aren't very good right now. Yeah, that's a very fair point. In fact, I was going to mention that I I like them as a secondary stack. If you're going to start off with two aces, as well as jamming in your Astros or your White Sox, 
Orioles fit in pretty well uh, with them. Santander, uh, you kind of hit on the points I was going to mention. He's been he's been heating up lately. He was supposed to be a lot better than this. He's been a disappointing. He's had a disappointing year, but he's only 26. I think he can right the ship, and I think next year he'll bounce back. But more importantly, for tonight, I think the fact that his price has gone up since he was in the mid 2000s, he's gone up to 3,200. A lot of the times, people don't necessarily like to pay up whenever that price kind of rises up. And the last point I'll have on him too is that he could come in at a, at a little bit lower ownership than you might expect because people's perception of Luis Patino is that he's a very solid pitcher. At least he was a well-regarded prospect, and he's not been that great this year. He's had a few pretty solid performances, uh, well, you know, over 20 points, but he's inconsistent. He can certainly been, have, he can get to, he can be a hit, excuse me. So Santander could fly a little bit under the radar as the Orioles hopefully fly up uh, the scoreboard and put up some some runs tonight. Yeah, if I'm going to play in a GPP, and again, I haven't really built any lineups aside from one little White Sox stack prior to recording here, but I would look at like a Mullins, Mancini, um, or Mountcastle. you got to obviously only get one of those guys because of their positions, which does kind of stink really. But Mullins, one of those two guys, Santander, and then maybe a Severino mm-hmm. or a DJ Stewart or something, um, just from a GPP standpoint, might be nice. But how about Garrett Hansen, second baseman outfielder, 3,100 tonight, should be in the lineup against lefty David Price. He's been hitting well as of late too, even away from Coors Field, which is rare for him. Over the past 10 games overall, batting 321, 387 OBP, eight runs, two homers, four RBIs. And the biggest thing with Hampson, the stolen bases, he has two of them. Just a stolen base tonight almost hits value for him. Uh, a walk and a steal does hit value for him. So he's an intriguing player, especially again against a lefty like David Price. Yeah. Very fair point, bringing up the fact that he is going to have the platoon advantage tonight. Hampson has been quite a bit better against lefties over the balance of his career. About 100 points difference in the ops department. He really succeeds a lot in August and September for whatever reason. He can't get it turned on before then, but whenever it comes to the end of the year, Hampson figures it out. Um, You know what, Lucas? That sounds a lot like the player we're going to talk about next, prior to this season at least. Mm. Sad but true. Good point there on that tease. Uh, but yeah, Hampson, nobody's going to be looking at Rockies on the road tonight. But I also would never play David Price because he just isn't that great this year. He's ineffective. So why wouldn't you want to play his competition if they're going to be low owned since Price has been bad? So this is a very solid value stab here. And he's not going to cost you much of your budget either at only 3200 bucks. And being able to use him either at second or the outfield. In a White Sox yep. stack, I'd use him at second, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Also, Price hasn't been going deep into games, obviously. The Dodgers' bullpen is probably their only weak spot uh, on that team. Yep. So uh, Price leaves the game. There's just as much opportunity, if not more, for Hampson or even any other Colorado Rockies. Over to that guy we just teased about, the guy who seems to turn it on in August and September. Although this year, really... Um, kind of was, was in the MVP race early on this season before injury struck. That's Byron Buxton, $2,800 outfielder. He was hitting for average power, elite OBP, bringing the speed element to his game prior to the injuries. Made his first appearance last night after missing over two months. He did go hitless, but it was really just nice to see him get back on the field. And this is a guy that has the ability to put up big time points any given night. 
especially while his price is so low. We need to take advantage. Kind of reminds me of when Luis Robert returned from injury. I know you listen to my podcast because you're subscribed on the website, drro.com, but I was all over Robert until his price went above 3,500 because he is a slate changer with the power speed combo. Buxton is the type of guy that can do that for you. Opponent tonight, Adrian Hauser. Hauser's done a good job at run prevention this season, but he's also not really a high-velocity type of pitcher. Um, He doesn't really overpower you, and Byron Buxton will have a chance to put the ball in play, and when you put the ball in play, good things can happen. Absolutely, and this is a very good comp to consider him similar to Luis Robert, who came back at sub $3,000 despite the fact he was a top 30 pick in redraft. I mean, how does that make any sense? Buxton isn't far behind him. If you look at Buxton's last three years, because you have to kind of look at it that way since he doesn't play full seasons, you're looking at from 2019 to 2021, Lou, you're looking at 154 games with a 280 batting average, a 321 on base, but a 578 slugging percentage with 33 homers and 21 steals over that 154 game span. So you're looking at, potentially an elite first round player as far as a pace perspective. I know the injuries are the bugaboo, but you don't have to worry about that tonight unless he gets pulled, which would cause me to be depressed. But you're thinking at $2,800, this is an absolute must play and has boomstick potential to go yard. He certainly does. I mean, I don't know if he can do what Yasmani Grandal did last night with, I think, two homers, eight RBIs, and 48 points on DraftKings. I mean, that's a slate winner right there. That's like a third of the scoring you need to win money just from one player. Um, I don't know if he'll do that, but he can certainly help you for sure. How about Andrew Vaughn, first base outfielder for the White Sox, 2,500. More of a go bigger, go home play tonight. Hasn't been hitting incredibly well lately, but is part of that very dangerous White Sox lineup. Can be had cheaply in their stack. And what I do like about Vaughn overall, Lucas, he's cut down the K rate significantly. Yes. Over the past 10 games, he's actually walked more than he struck out. So when you're getting on base, you're putting the ball in play, you can get an RBI, you can score a run, and again, at 2,500, he needs five points to really give you some sort of value, and that's a walk and a run is four points, or a single and a run is five, so there's definitely potential for him, and he can hit the long balls, not like he doesn't have the power and ability to do that. This is an elite play for cash games. If you're pairing up the two aces, you're going to have to pay down in at least two, maybe three spots, so you can slide Vaughn in. Uh, at first base and outfield, giving you even more choices. If he's hitting in either the five or the six spot, um, I'd say he's pretty much a shoe in to hit value as much as you can be in baseball. Obviously, football, you're going to have a lot more guaranteed production. My I mean, zero, Lucas, but he is a, if a the White Sox stack does what we're expecting them to do, Vaughn's going to be put in a position where he's either going to be on base for someone to drive him in or come up with runners on base with a chance to drive them in. So, uh, I mean, if, if you're going with the White Sox stack, I think you'd be mistaken not to use him. Probably in the outfield because you'll probably want Jose Abreu, but you yes. could you could go against the grain a little bit in their stack and go with him at first base and skip yep. on Abreu. I mean, there are the options, which is good. Absolutely. And and for the GPPs, you're going to absolutely need to have Abreu and Vaughn in there for your GPPs. But just strictly for cash, uh, first base, he is a, he is a very good pay down. Uh, like I said, um, he's he's a very good chance to score some points. He's been drawing, like you said, a lot of walks lately. 
And with a cupcake matchup hitting fifth or sixth for a premium offense, this is a no-brainer. One other thing I wanted to get your take on so that the listeners can have a better idea. How did you come up with the fact that he only needs five points to hit value? Can you kind of explain that for the listeners so they understand? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I probably should do that on the uh, Lose Locks premium pod that people are actually paying for on the website. Uh, basically, in MLB DFS, you want to double the person's price in a sense. If they have, if they're 2,500, uh, you want to get five points. Basically, you are looking at it as 2.5. In price, you want to get five. So bucks in a twenty eight hundred would be uh, fifty fifty six hundred, which is five point six. You mean five point six points? Santander thirty two hundred. You want six point four points uh, with the pitchers. Valdez ten thousand two hundred. You want twenty point four points with Lynn. You want nineteen point two points at his nine thousand six hundred price. Does that explain it for you? perfect explanation and that's a that's a very good kind of formulaic way to see it i typically know all right if you're doing a six thousand dollar pitcher you're going to want double digit points i kind of just know in my head you know what just eyeballing it what you're kind of wanting for a floor uh but the way that you explained it there was very insightful thank you no no problem and i mean if everyone doubles up like that you should be near or above the cash line especially certainly in double ups and in single entries obviously that's the minimum you want from them when you're paying up for valdez or lynn you're hoping for more like 25 plus points uh any of the value guys you're hoping for 10 or more points um so that's just kind of the basement price you're looking for absolutely that's your floor for sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into our picks to click before uh, we wrap this up. I'm going to go with Tim Anderson. Obviously, you know I'm on the White Sox tonight. It's been a very White Sox-oriented show, at least from my standpoint. Shortstop for the White Sox has eight hits in his past four games, including three extra base hits and four RBIs. Hits a leadoff in this lineup. We'll get at least four, if not five, or even more at-bats tonight as well. Not counting on him to swipe a bag tonight, but I will note that he does do that. He actually has 12 of his 16 steals this season at home. Also has more runs, doubles, triples, homers, and RBIs at home as well. So Tim Anderson is a very nice play tonight. My pick to click. Last night's pick to click was Brandon Lau. Did not work out, but I've been pretty good with these. I had Stanton the night before that. He homered. I had Walsh the night before that. He homered. So let's make it three out of four. Absolutely. And just to add on another point with Anderson, I do firmly believe he has the highest upside of any of the shortstops looking at Carlos Correa, who I like. He doesn't have the steel capability of Anderson, uh, so that's going to separate him. And Anderson has a better hit tool. So certainly a great call there. Well, I gave you my pick to click. Who's yours? All righty. So if you're going to use Byron Buxton, I think that you're going to want to go ahead and pair him up with former American League MVP Josh Donaldson facing against Adrian Hauser tonight. Donaldson is a salary saver in addition to a very good real-life bat with power potential for DFS. He's only 3,600, so he'll fit in very well in the cash lineups. And even if you just use him and Buxton, those are very good one-offs to go ahead and use to save salary so you can fit in those two premium aces. Donaldson has hit home runs 
uh, in four out of his past six games. He's seeing the ball well. Thankfully, his lower half is not giving him any more issues, at least uh, for the moment. Knock on wood there. He's had quad. <laughs> he's had some some calf issues and, and a quad issue too. But Donaldson tonight, I think at 3,600 is just mispriced. I'm going to be definitely using him up in the cash games. That is for sure. Excellent, excellent stuff. Yeah, he's uh, definitely been better since Nelson Cruz was traded, getting to DH a lot more, mm-hmm. um, swinging the bat much better. Past four games, three homers, five ribbies. Can't complain with that. I had him in a lineup the other night that won me some money thanks to his homer. It was a twins, mini twin stack against the Red Sox in Fenway. So that worked out pretty nicely. Obviously excited to check out your article tonight and your cheat sheet, make a bunch of lineups. But do you have any final thoughts here on the slate for the listeners? Anything else? Promote your, your work you do. One last thought that I had here. Um, looking at tonight's uh, DraftKings uh, main slate at 7 p.m., if you're looking at the pitchers of Valdez and Lynn, they're going to be very highly owned for a great reason. We established why they're in premium matchups and they're very good pitchers. If you do want to tinker with it and get a little bit different, he is facing a very tough matchup, but Logan Webb has been an absolute stud in the second half this year, putting up 28 points in uh, three of his last four starts, and the other start was 22 points. His most recent outing. I think that you can pivot off of them if you're willing to take a little bit more risk of a tougher matchup. You can use Logan Webb, and he's going to come with uh, so much less ownership. I think you can make that pivot and, uh, and and see how things play out with you getting a little different there. Absolutely. Always want to uh, try to differentiate yourself a little bit. Um, have some slate edge there, that low percentage guy. Again, I think Ron Dahl was, what, 3.5% owned last night and put up 48 points. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's that's a game changer, to say the least. <laughs> it certainly is. This has been the Lucas Baseball Podcast, brought to you by DrRoto.com for more DFS insight. Come to the website, DrRoto.com. You can find premium access to our staff in the members-only Discord area. Content for MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, PGA, esports, fantasy sports, and betting, as well as, of course, daily fantasy sports. We have some elite tools and more are coming every single day. So check out DrRoto.com. I'm Lou Landers. That's Lucas Beery. Thanks for tuning in to Lucas Baseball. We'll catch you next time. Take care, folks. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.